Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. If you like what you're hearing, why not try a StephCast subscription? Only $4.95 a month if you buy a year in advance. Go to stephaniemiller.com to find out how. Your wife doesn't mind some light spooning this morning, does she? Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, with me. As long as it's virtual, Steph, we're all good. <laughs> um, Glenn, it is, uh, it's a lot what's going on. Uh, can we talk about that for a minute? You know, as I, I can't help but bring up my dad being a, a Nuremberg prosecutor at times like this, that these are war crimes that we're seeing uh, every day, right? I mean, it's clearly civilian targets. It's clearly attacking a nuclear power plant. Um, that is an interesting thing about whether this, we're going to get sucked into World War III, whether we want to or not, if if they do hit another plant and radiation spreads through all of Europe. I mean, what what is your take on what's happening? You know, my take is the world needs to rise up and deal with Vladimir Putin. And he has only one thing that he can hold over our heads, and that is, you know, his nuclear stockpile. So, you know, the world has a lot of smart, military strategic thinkers and we have to find a way to rise up and not let him bully ukraine commit war crimes in ukraine exterminate the people of ukraine which is precisely what he's doing he cemented his place in history as a war criminal and we need to find a way to deal with it on the front end as opposed to waiting to deal with it on the back end like we did with hitler yeah. Well, you tweeted that. You said Putin has never been held accountable, including for crimes against his own people. And this is where that failure has led an illegal war of aggression. Trump has never been held accountable, including for crimes against his own people. Let's do the math. I mean, I keep saying it, Glenn. There's not enough media coverage about how this is all one story, starting yeah. with Manafort installing a, a Putin puppet in Ukraine through the, him helping install a Putin puppet here in the United States in 2016, right through the... <laughs> Ukraine impeachment, all, all of this through January 6th. I mean, this is not the first time Donald Trump has defrauded the people of the United States as it yes. is in this January. I mean, let's let's talk about the January 6th thing. I got to tell you, so Jill Weinbanks, our friend, was on yesterday saying she has lost hope that the Justice Department is doing anything about this, that, that there is not an ongoing investigation. Adam Schiff, who we just played, said, you know, they shouldn't be waiting for a referral from us. They, 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 that's not what he thinks is happening. And, and, and Neil Katyal said yesterday, I think this is basically a criminal referral to the Justice Department. It's not formally one. You and I are reading this, but so too is Merrick Garland and all the prosecutors at the Justice Department. I think Neil said, I can understand them waiting for a referral from the January 6th committee. Where are you on this? Help us out of this, this muck. 
Yeah, so I, I have not lost faith, I have not lost hope, and I have not lost optimism. It's undeniable that it's taken too long. We, yeah. we shouldn't be where we are. Charges should have already been brought against Donald Trump, at a minimum for the crimes he committed years ago, the campaign finance crimes by which he stole the 2016 election, the obstruction of justice crimes documented by Mueller, his bribery and extortion of President Zelensky, because let's face it, as you just said, Steph, he, he is the run-up that allowed this to happen. Putin didn't need to do this when Trump was in office because Trump gave Putin everything he wanted and then some. But here's where we are. And, and you know, I, I respectfully part ways with Jill, who I admire greatly. I have not lost hope that DOJ will prosecute him. But at this moment in time, we are living in an upside down, bizarro government world because we have three branches of government. Only one of those three branches has the power to prosecute, but the other two are doing things we would expect the third branch to be doing. Think about it. We have the House Select Committee conducting this incredibly deep and broad, let's call it what it is, criminal investigation of yeah. Donald Trump. And Steph, they just filed in court a pleading saying we have enough evidence to argue Donald Trump committed crimes against the United States and against the American people. That's not what Congress does. Right. That's what the Department of Justice should be doing. Steph, the other co-equal of branch of government, the judiciary, the judges have been virtually screaming from the rooftops. Look, DOJ, we know and appreciate you're prosecuting the people who actually attacked the Capitol, the foot soldiers of Donald Trump's insurrection. But the judges, the federal judges, are saying things like, but they're merely pawns in Donald Trump's game. And in recent weeks, we had a federal court judge say Donald Trump's conduct on January 6th was, quote, the essence, close quote, of a conspiracy. But, but the judiciary can't prosecute. Only the executive branch through the Department of Justice can prosecute. The other two branches are trying to fill the void. It is time for the Department of Justice to step up. And what the other two branches of government and what the American people know they should be doing, prosecuting Donald Trump. You know, Glenn, I hear you. And I, I feel like at this point, I don't care how we get there. I know there are people that say that, you know, these hearings that are going to be televised will create, you know, a, a public awareness and outrage and hopefully pressure the doj to move if they have not in fact yet right and that's fine too i don't know again you know exactly i feel like neil feels like neil katyal feels like they should wait for the referral from the justice department obviously adam schiff says what why why would they be waiting for that but i mean is this a combination of political and legal that i mean what do you think is happening at doj and do you feel like it's going to take that the public hearings and the public outcry and that it's so obvious you have no choice but to to uh, to move yeah doj was my professional home for nearly quarter of a century so i say this knowing doj from the inside there's a culture of timidity that borders on fear, fear of loss, fear of embarrassment, and fear of criticism, which is why they try to button up cases perfectly before they ever bring them. Never is that atmosphere more at play than when you're trying to decide whether to indict for the first time in our nation's history a former criminal president. And that's a problem. That's that, you know, 
they should be moving out recognizing the urgency of the moment and the danger to democracy, but they're not because they don't have it in their DNA. I disagree that it should await the public hearings, but listen, look where we are. It will await the public hearings, and there will be some real benefit to the American people seeing, you know, the dramatic evidence that the House Select Committee has developed behind closed doors through the testimony of more than 550 witnesses. And DOJ will have nowhere to go at that point but to yeah. indict. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Glenn, I don't even understand how how we're where we are now when Merrick Garland has, you know, as you know, in that press conference, gone on record saying we are prosecuting to the highest extent. No one's above the law. How can they be prosecuting already all these foot soldiers and just say, oh, well, that's it. It just goes to here. And there's I mean, obviously it goes up higher than the foot soldiers they're currently prosecuting. Right. And Stuart, Jones, Stuart, Stuart Rose wasn't the, the- improving. Right. Yeah, they're they're investigating the command structure of the in, insurrection. They have to be because they're investigating and prosecuting the foot soldiers. You can't artificially say we're not going to pay attention to the evidence of who funded, organized, incited the insurrection. They're investigating it. Here's my fundamental question, though. Merrick Garland keeps telling us we will follow the facts and follow the law wherever they lead. And I appreciate that. That's the way we do business. But I would love for him to answer this question. The facts are in, the law is clear, and Donald Trump committed crimes. We've followed the facts in the law. What are we, the American people, to do now that DOJ is declining to prosecute in a timely manner? Tell us what we're supposed to do. Well, you, yeah, you, that's another side of it. You tweeted about, Glenn, you said, let's get it on. We've seen overwhelming evidence that Trump, Eastman, and others were involved in a conspiracy to commit offenses against the United States and obstruct an official proceeding. It's nice to see the House Select Committee say it. In a court filing, indictments must follow. I mean, were you, I, I don't even know what the word is. I, were, you, were you surprised or uh, the, the, uh, President Biden didn't mention it in his State of the Union. I get it. He's supposed to be above it and unity and blah, blah, blah. But I, the fact that he didn't mention January 6th at all, I was like, wow. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what did you take from it, that? Yeah, it's, it's such a consequential issue to, to our country and to the health and viability of our democracy that I was surprised as well. But you know what? I'm going to continue to give Joe Biden wide berth because look at yeah. the, the way he has galvanized world opinion and world action against Vladimir Putin. Right, but it's I one mean, story. This was the overthrow of our democracy here. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's you think he could have brought it up in that context. And, and Merrick Garland, who stepped to the mic recently, which he rarely does, and said, we're going to fight like heck to you know help preserve and protect Ukrainian democracy, which I appreciate. And I don't want to say anything to undercut that. But look, sport, how about you come with the same vim and vigor and talk to us about protecting our democracy? Thank you. I just you using the word sport makes me love you even more. Amazing. And I didn't think it was possible to love you more. Yes. Sport. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Champ, listen, (laughs) Um, you 
You make a good point, though, through line through all of this about transparency. Um, you said New York prosecutors investigating Trump resigned. The DA, Alvin Bragg, refuses to release their resignation letters, warning a lack of accountability coupled with a lack of transparency kills public cons- uh, confidence in our institutions. Cut to you saying a lack of transparency in government is corrosive to public cons- uh, confidence in our institutions. Trump, Meadows, and many others transparently committed crimes, yet our government institutions are neither charging them nor explaining why their crimes are going unaddressed. The we the people deserve better. So that's part of it is we don't know what's going on, right? Yeah, gov- government can't have it both ways. They can't expect us to continue to have gov- uh, 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 confidence in our institutions by one, not charging people who obviously committed crimes, and two, not telling us why they are making what seems seems to be inexplicable decisions. And I've got a piece coming out on MSNBC Daily this weekend about the New York district attorney debacle because what you know there's an extra bit of ugliness when Alvin Bragg says I'm not going to release the resignation letters of the two top prosecutors who just walked off the Trump case because it would divulge ongoing investigations I'm, I'm sorry I don't believe that for a minute because I don't think those two experienced prosecutors dumped a whole bunch of intimate investigative detail into their resignation letters. I think he's declining to release those letters because they make him look bad. Yes. That is the lack of transparency part that will kill public confidence well, in institutions. And that's what seems like happened there is they're two highly respected prosecutors that said we have enough evidence. We're ready to go now to indict Trump. And, and obviously, Alvin Bragg either out of excess of caution, dotting, you know, I's, crossing T's, or that he just doesn't have the spine, something, to do, you know, to do it. I mean, what do you I, what do you think? Because he's like, oh, no, no, it's ongoing, and I've appointed a new prosecutor, but what do you think is actually happening? Yeah, and he appointed a new prosecutor who has been defending uh, who, uh, civil, um, uh, I'm sorry, uh, fraud, uh, fraud defendants for 20 years. So as somebody who is a white-collar, criminal defense attorney for the past 20 years, the person who's perfectly suited to come in and be a prosecutor of the most consequential prosecution New York has seen in decades, I'm not buying it. Um, I I am not going to accuse Bragg of being corrupt, of being in Trump's pocket, but something stinks here. And the fact that he is burying information that might release that smell is just an added problem. Yeah. So Kimberly Guilfoyle uh, has been hit with a subpoena, which, you, as you know, means the best is yet to come. <laughs> I love that she met with them voluntarily, the January 6th committee, and then she was shocked to find Adam Schiff and Jamie Raskin there. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that they would, oh, you mean people that know stuff are going to ask me questions? No, I'm, I'm out of here. So now she has been hit. With, she's a key organizer of the Stop the Steal rally before the uh, uh, insurrection. So I, again, what what is going to happen here? They're, all of these people are trying to claim some ridiculous, non-existent, I don't know, pri- executive privilege, something, right? Well, she's got one rock-solid privilege. It's a Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination. Remember, John Eastman, the lawyer who authored the treasonous memos, he just invoked his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination 146 times in the House Select Committee hearing, as did Roger Stone and Jeffrey Clark and these other clowns. She will ultimately do the same thing. Yeah, it's that fiance privilege. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? Yeah. They just keep making up new privilege. Yes, they do. All right. Well, Glenn, it's a lot. Thank you. And by the way, thank you for sending your LSAT scores because before I booked you, I wanted to see your LSAT <laughs> scores, and I appreciate. 
that's not at all sexist and racist, is it? I don't remember them demanding those of Amy Comey Barrett no. or uh, and they uh, should have. Judge, uh, I don't know, Drinky McWhatever his name is. Yeah. Kavanaugh. <laughs> I, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Tucker Carlson demanding what her LSAT scores are <laughs> the, to get into law school. Yeah, well, you know what? She is going to um, be confirmed. She's going to be the first African-American woman on the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. And generations of African-American girls growing up can now look at her and say, guess what? I can do that, too. And that is so consequential. Yeah, we have to expect to get through some of the awful, as usual, with this version of the Republican Party before we get to the great. Um, All right. And fantastic. uh, Congratulations. You did great on your LSATs. I was really there's a couple answers that were a little doughy. I want to go over with you. But I think otherwise. (laughs) Love you, Glenn Kirshner. Thanks, Glenn. Love you, Steph. Have (laughs) a good weekend. All right. See you guys. Bye bye.